You're listening to DA Rockstar's podcast, a podcast for dental assistants. I'm your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for 20 years and I've learned a thing or two along the way. And here's what I've learned. We have to band together to share our pearls so that we can all grow and achieve rockstar status. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of DA Rockstars. This week, guys, I want to talk about charting and notes. This is specifically for dental assistants that do and don't do it. So I'm going to say everyone. (laughs) It's a huge responsibility. We didn't used to do it. We do it now and we have to make sure we do it well. So let me start with a little bit of background. When I first entered the dental assisting field in the 90s, I worked for dentists that would scribble down their notes in their office after a patient left. They would then walk their notes to a central medical transcriptionist, and that person would then try and decipher exactly what was scribbled down on the paper and type it out. Once she was done typing out that note, she'd go ahead and put it in the patient chart and get it filed. Here's the difference from then to now. That doesn't happen very often. If you guys have a medical transcriptionist in your office, wow, (laughs) that has to be such a relief. But if you don't, and that burden falls on the dental assistant, I want to give you guys what I've seen as like key elements to your notes that are really going to help you look like a rock star in front of your dentist and make sure that everything is charted appropriately. Okay, number one, the devil is in the details. There are no details for that patient that are too minuscule from that appointment to go in that chart note. I'm talking anesthetic. I used lidocaine. It was 0.50 over carpule. Especially, this comes in handy, guys. If you have a patient that is really, really hard to get numb and they've reached their quota, you know, because the doctor will say, okay, with your body weight, How much anesthetic can we safely give to you before we have to call it a day? (laughs) You need to put exactly what you gave them and the times, right? So 9.05, we gave a lidocaine. 9.15, we did aseptocaine. Make sure that you have all of these little bits of information in there because it's super important. Especially if you guys work in a sedation clinic, you know exactly what I'm talking about. How much Versed did you give? What time? All of these things are crucial. How about TV shows? You probably are thinking, what in the world, Rhonda? Why would I write down what TV show my patient watched on Netflix? Here, ooh, this is a good pointer for the next visit, right? So this patient lays back and you say, hey, do you want to finish your Monster High show? Boom! (laughs) That patient's like, wow, you remembered what TV show I was watching? How about the rubber dam? Did you use it? Did you not use it? Did they like it? Did they hate it? Did you have to create a vent? What about a bite block? Okay, what size bite block? This all is cumulative, right? So every time you see that patient, you will have these in the chart notes so that you can go back and say, hey, that green was way too big. This patient is a purple all day. How about radiographs? Some of you are going to be saying, oh, well, I charted radiographs taken and reviewed. Okay, but what kind of radiographs? Where were they? You need to be as specific as humanly possible. I took a 31 PA. I took two of them so that I could get one from the mesial angle. All of these things really do come in handy when charting your notes. Number two, 
if it comes from the patient's mouth, verbatim, you quote it. Right, guys? So if a patient comes in and says, I broke my tooth eating a piece of sandwich or salad crouton. (laughs) We've all heard that one, right? And then a couple days later, you get a letter from that patient's employer saying that they're filing for workman's comp because they broke their tooth at work because of either like an OSHA violation or some type of hazard with the machinery. You have it signed and dated in the computer that that patient told you that they broke their tooth on something other than work. This really can't happen, and I want to make sure that you guys have your T's crossed and your I's dotted. Number three, there is no such thing as a note too long. Seriously, ask a dentist that has gone to court because of a patient complaint or a malpractice lawsuit, and they they want to have every single note printed out and sent before the jury. <laughs> this doesn't happen to me, but I know that it does. So I want to make sure that if, if you feel like it's pertinent information, it is. Put it in that note. Number four, make sure that you annotate the exact products that you used during that appointment. I want to know exactly what type of cement you used, what type of composite. I want to know what shade of that type of composite is. If you did a liner on a denture, what liner did you put in? If you did implants, what type of implants? What numbers specifically with the serial number, everything that you can possibly put in there? Here's what happens. So you have a patient five years down the road says my crown came off and you realize that, oh, well, we should probably look at what cement it was. And this happens a lot, guys, especially with the different types of crowns that we use now, right? So if it's a zirconia crown versus Emacs versus Sarasmart, uh, there's just PFMs, golds. You want to know exactly what you glued it on with. There's twofold to this. Either A, you need some type of looting cement now because the bonding didn't work, or B, you have to be able to account for the cements that didn't last over time so that you don't you know, repeat the same mistakes twice. Your dentist has the ability to look back and say, oh, you know what? We used Reliax on this crown. It didn't work for you. Either let's go ahead and try a different cement or let's look at maybe prepping it differently. Number five, post-op instructions. I can't say this enough. Post-op instructions, written and verbal. Because here's the deal, guys. A lot of the software will actually make a chart note that those post-op instructions were given. So I want to make sure every time I write a chart note that they were written and verbal. And so when a patient calls in a week and says, oh my gosh, my tooth hurts so bad. I can't live. I need drugs. You can say, well, you know what? I gave you post-op instructions, written and verbal, to tell you that if this filling was too tall, to come back in and let us adjust it. We want to adjust it to you, not you to it. Unlike the old silver fillings, they don't wear down. So I just, I think it's a really important thing. It's a rock star quality in any dental assistant to make sure that you do the written and verbal and you put it in the chart note. Number six, 
you probably won't remember. <laughs> and I say this as the devil's advocate. Here's what happens. If you don't write those notes down during that patient visit, make sure you write them by the end of the day. If you don't write them by the end of the day, write them the next day. Anytime after that, I think you're kind of in some really gray territory as far as what you will remember. And here's the deal. If you think you're going to remember for that patient's next visit, you probably won't. There's a reason that chart notes come in handy, not only legally, but for our own reference. I don't know how many times I've gone back before a patient even comes in and looked at the chart notes just to make sure that I know we were tracking and that we were on the same page and that I know as many details as possible about their chief complaint. Here's what you can do. Make sure that if you're in that operatory and something changes, say there's a mesial fracture line that the dentist notes, but it's not in the pulp um, to keep a watch on a, the opposing or the adjacent tooth. You want to make sure that you write down as much as you possibly can. If your dentist allows you to have your phone on you, this is where that can come in handy. Before you tear down that room, any notes that you wrote on the papers or the blue uh, sterilization um, pouches or anything like that, anywhere you can write down specific details that happened during that appointment, take a photo of them. That way, at the end of the day, if you don't have time to do your notes right then, which is recommended, at the end of the day, you'll be able to reference them. Because seriously, what if that patient comes in next time and you think you'll remember, even though you didn't write it down, and you're not there? There's no one there to ask about exactly what happened at that patient's last visit. And a lot of times this can happen and you don't want to be that assistant who gets a call on a f your Friday off, right? Say it's your anniversary and everybody's panicking in the office because they don't know what you guys did last time. Just to specify with number six, it has to be HIPAA compliant. <laughs> if you take a photograph with your phone and that patient's name is anywhere near that note, you can't do it. <laughs> I just, I want to make sure that we are HIPAA compliant and that we're not breaking any rules uh, because you just need that information for a very small period of time, but it cannot have the patient's name on it. Okay. All right. I feel better now. Number seven, and it's a doozy. If the patient is complaining about anything, write it down. Seriously, because here's what happens. So a patient comes in, they're sitting in your chair, and they start complaining right off the bat. I was told this veneer would never break off. I was told that this root canal was fine. Why do I need another root canal? I was told, I was told, I was told. You write that down in quotation marks because here's what happens. Let's say you have a patient that is not happy with the services provided by your practice. You need to make sure that you have every single complaint that they've ever said in any way, shape, or form verbatim. Here's what happens. If this patient cannot be satisfied or is one of those patients that no matter what you do, they want a second opinion or they are, you know, just they want to get stuff for free, they constantly miss appointments. If you have all of these notes written down specifically about what they said, when it comes time to dismiss that patient from the practice, the doctor will be able to reference them in a note saying letter of excusal, you know, like, I'm so sorry that we couldn't provide you the services that you wanted. Uh, we are going to outline specifically the instances where you were unhappy with you know anything that we did or that you complained about. 
And thank you so much for being a patient with us. And we really hope you find your forever dental home. These notes are probably one of the more important ones when it comes to patients that complain. Have everything as much as humanly possible written down that that patient said. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you guys got some pearls out of me sharing my seven tips for making sure that you note properly of the patient's appointments. At the end of the day, if your dentist decides to delegate this responsibility to you, to make sure that you annotate as much as humanly possible is the goal. Oh, also, (laughs) make sure your grammar's right and your spelling's right. And if you were to read it out loud, that it made sense. But until next week, keep on sectioning.